Hi, this is Cutter Garsha. I play the voices of Torn and Jinx in the Jack and Daxter series. I'm here to tell you that you're listening to Jacked, the Jack and Daxter podcast. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Jacked, the Jack and Daxter podcast. This is episode 21. I am Cherry. I'm Gavin Netto. And I am Darren. Again, we're not doing a mission by mission this week. Instead, it's another bits and bobs, but it's a lot of bits and bobs that are to do with music. So if you like the soundtrack of the games, this is one for you. Otherwise, it's going to be a long, tedious ride. Hype. But first, sorry, what was that? I said hype. This is going to be spicy. (laughs) (laughs) First, we have got a little tidbit, though, and this comes from a listener called Brian which is like Brian, but with an E. He wanted to clarify that. We love you, Brian. He took up our challenge to complete the Dark Eco Crystal mission without the light sourced from the crystals. Oh my God. Yeah, I think, I think Gab, you were talking about how you were going to try that because you haven't seen any speedrunners doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I never personally got around to it, but I did check out this guy's video. I did see it and I do appreciate you. Thank you, Brian, for uh, submitting a video. Uh, it was really cool to see someone attempt it. Uh, uh, I think I believe I, I commented on the video as well. I am Joji something, some kind of Joji uh, <laughs> channel. Uh, me and I think Arrestus commented on it, and I believe, Darren, you did as well. I did, and I second everything you say. He was absolutely awesome for doing it. And I have to say I appreciate his honor as well because there was a part where he accidentally like activated a crystal and he just straight up killed himself and started again. <laughs> uh, so I just, <laughs> I really appreciate how thorough and honorable he was about it. That was his skills shone brighter than the crystals he didn't use. Thank oh, you, Brian. Wow. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that is good though. I will leave a link to his video in the show notes because it is on YouTube for everyone to have a look at. And I thought that was so cool that he actually took it on and did it. So yeah. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Okay, so now news and updates. Quite dry this week, but we have got the PlayStation State of Play. That was a few weeks ago. Some of us watched it here on the Jacked panel together. (laughs) Yeah, we we went in with like sort of trepidatious hopes of a Jack 4 being announced or some sort of reboot. But of course, there was nothing at all. My expectations were low, but Jesus Christ. Not even a mention of the 20th anniversary <laughs> of the first game. No. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. I mean, I, I still think there's hope because it's still a bit early to announce anything for the 20th anniversary, which is in December 2021. Ah. Yeah, we still have time to play with. Mm. Yeah, for like the yeah, the proper the proper anniversary right down to the actual date, yeah. Mm. I will say uh, some of the games that they did announce, uh, Solar Ash, if I can give a small shout out to that game, I think that game is a game that looks honestly pretty good and really fun of all the other games that they showed in this recent state of play. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that bunny game stayed with me. I don't know what that one was called. The one is supposed to be like a horror and you're sort of roaming around a play area or some sort of building and you've got to run away from them. That one stayed with me. I mean, it looks shite, but it did stay with me. <laughs> That's what they're counting on. Oh, the Five Nights at Freddy's? Could be it. I've absolutely no oh, idea. Oh, was it called Security Breach 
or something? That, yeah. Was, that sounds more like it, yeah. Was that an actual Five Nights at Freddy's title or was it I like a, say, a weird spin-off thing? Yeah, because they do, I do remember them announcing an official Five Nights at Freddy's for the PlayStation. Like it was going to become a console game because I believe it originally came out hmm. as just a Steam or PC game or whatnot. Um, yeah. So this is the first time it's coming to console, and I want to say this is the game. That was the game that they, uh, or the trailer for the game that'll come out. Oh. I'm just excited for the movie with Nicolas Cage, which is actually happening, by the way. It's like it's not called Five Nights at Freddy, but it is basically Five Nights at Freddy's with <laughs> Nicolas Cage. And it looks oh like my it. god, <laughs> Nicolas Cage! Yeah, the trailer's up on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, I, Highly recommend. I think it. I might. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys notice the music from the Deathloop game trailer as well? I remember the game, and I am kind of hyped about it because I believe it's the same people who worked on Dishonored, which I'm a big fan of. Um, but what specifically about the soundtrack did you like? I just thought it was such a good song. Like, the, the game itself I wasn't interested in, but the song in the background, it was so good. Didn't you, you didn't take notice of the Deathloop game trailer song? Uh, yeah, I, I guess not. Can't remember it. Yeah. Oh well. I was my brain was too busy waiting for something for Jack and Dexter. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that is a shame. I mean, what was it? When what was it that they they showed a picture of like the Jack X racetrack when they were giving a presentation? What was that? Hmm. Uh, was it? Was it the Jack 2 map and they were talking about um, like how the SSD drive for the PS5 would change the way they do loading times and stuff? Yes, because, that's it. Yeah, yeah, because Haven was, it was deliberately made with a lot of tight corners to allow bigger areas to load as you like navigated through the corners. So they're saying like they wouldn't have to do stuff like that anymore because everything would just load so fast. Interesting. Oh. I didn't catch that. Well, there was no mention of Jack and Daxter in the state of play. However, Josh Mansell, who made the music for the games, posted a picture of him with a precursor orb. And he said, a precursor orb has just arrived from a faraway land. Hashtag Jack and Daxter. And I mean, I think that's odd to suddenly post that, even if it is like a few months away. I say a few months. It's nearly a year away from the anniversary. So I think all signs are pointing towards something new for Jack and Daxter. I'm inclined to agree, yeah, it's just, it's a bit too random to be just random, you know, like, I feel yeah. like there's something here, like, maybe he's not allowed to, uh, maybe he's not allowed to officially tease something, so this is, like, the most amount he can tease while still getting away with it. That's what I'm hoping for, because, like you say, yeah, it is just too random. I'm gonna go interview him. I'm spamming his Do DMs it. right now. <laughs> Do it! <laughs> That's really cool. I really do. I, I think it's cool that he posted the picture. With, whether it's a, a teaser for anything or not, um, it's still cool that um, people who did work on the game are still thinking about it overall. Yeah, I mean, look how happy his face looks holding that orb. <laughs> Darren, can you see what it says on the orb? Maybe it says, new game, Jack 4. Oh my god, I didn't even think to translate it. Yeah, maybe it does. <laughs> that would be the ultimate hint. If I can say... <laughs> His orb does look different than mine. Like, I have the one from the uh, Limited Runs game that I think I showed you guys. Uh, yeah. I have that one in front of me, and comparing it to his, his looks different. Like, way different. Like, thinner and 
a different design and it looks like different text, honestly. Oh my Ooh. god, we need to translate this orb just in case. This could be like the cryptic clue of the year. Yeah, what if it translates <laughs> to Jack 4 and then we just start pooping everywhere? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Darren, get on it! <laughs> Already on it. <laughs> I'm consulting my team of linguists as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I thought, I think that I didn't actually realise, but that ties in quite nicely to the topics of this episode because Josh Mansell made the music and this next segment is all about our favourite Precursor Legacy game Ooh. tracks. Oh, indeed. So for this segment, we've each picked our favourite track from the game and we're going to talk about why we picked it. So I'll go first. My pick was Sentinel Beach. And I just think, I can't see how anyone could pick another one. It's just the most relaxing track <laughs> of them all. When I listen to it, it's probably for the wrong reasons, but I remember sort of playing Zelda. It reminds me of that. It's the two sort of, hmm. I don't know. I think Jack and Zelda are similar in some ways in the first game. They're not in the second, third. I can agree to that. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it must just link to that. So they're just sort of adjacent with good memories. Yeah, Centennial is a very nostalgic song, I'd say. If I if I I, I listened to it as I was going through the agenda, I, I listened to the song and uh kind of I feel like it's the type of song and area they would use if the if they did a demo of the Jack Dex. I'm sure they did. I don't know what they did if they whatever they did for the demo of this game, but in my mind, if they did a demo, they definitely would use Centennial Beach. I think it's a song that really, it's got certain, I can't, I don't know, instruments, but it's got instruments in it that really, like, hit you and you, like, just, you know, you remember it. You really remember that song. I At least I do. Mm. Yeah, I think the instruments they use, they make it so they can lodge into your mind as sort of a motive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, and like a lot of the instruments, I can't even describe, um, like or whatever samples they used, but they just sound just so nice. There's um, like there's this part that pops up in the Sentinel Beach soundtrack um, that like, oh yeah, I can't even make the noise with my mouth. I'm not even gonna try because it's just gonna sound <laughs> stupid. But it just sounds really beautiful and just really makes you feel like you're walking along this like ancient, mysterious beach, and you know this whole island is covered in mystery and beauty and. Yeah, in that one sound, it conveys, like, just so much. Uh, mm. And no other game really has that. Um, and then there's just, like, the little kind of horn kind of sound of it as well. You know, the one's like... Dur, dur, dur. <laughs> you know, that one. Yeah. yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, I love that little that little bit. Hell yeah. It's definitely the most relaxing uh, song from the game, I think. I remember looking it up on YouTube, and someone put, like, an extended 35-minute version. And that I was just like, wow. yes, yes. They're doing God's work. I could just put this on in the background while I'm cleaning or something. Oh my God, I need to find that because I, I'm always trying to find music that I can listen to when I'm trying to drift off to sleep. And this is very <laughs> ASMR good material. Yeah. Here, I'll say uh, on the behalf of CJ, who sadly couldn't be here due to his throat. Uh, <laughs> he says he's, he's sec he says he seconds the Centennial Beach despite the pesky snakes. I also do like the jungle theme as well and the snowy mountain. Oh, oh, it continues. Uh, and the snowy mountain <laughs> reminds me of some soft EDM I like. The intro theme slash Samos' narration is also very nostalgic, which I agree with as well. I really enjoy the music around Samos. That is a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Samos' voice himself is really 
comforting to listen to. So that is a good point. Oh yeah, very. It's like a nice grumpy dad or grumpy grandpa. <laughs> He's just trying exactly. to teach a lesson, but no one wants to listen. <laughs> uh, I will go on to say that Boggy Swamp has got to be my favorite one. That's the one that, like, I mean, in all honesty, all the music to this game is nostalgic and really, really nice. But the one that hits me the most is probably Boggy Swamp. I think I can remember times of being a kid and just having Jack stand still in the game and, like, just falling asleep in front of my box TV to the sound of of the it's just a very eerie and tribal kind of uh loop song that they play in boggy swamp the low piano mm. notes uh i can't i can't remember how they go but i was, I was just listening to it and there's some low piano notes if you go back to the song it just gives it a nice low evil kind of vibe the music very atmospheric crickets oh, yeah. and other odd animals that you can hear playing in the background as you're fighting all the uh lurkers and whatnot top notch for me that's that's the level where there's like a mysterious deck isn't there and you can just sort of stand on it but nothing really happens there but you just look at the water yeah i want to say it's like uh my, my best guess is it's like a docking area and the fisherman in the uh uh who lives in the main in sandover village i want to say he may be the one who goes to those docks to uh give billy i think his name is the or that might be the animal, but the guy who lives in Boggy Swamp, um, to give him like food and resources and whatnot. The drunk. Yes, that's probably it. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> he's his his drunk his drunk cousin or something, and he like looks after him. Um, yeah, I was thinking maybe like Boggy Billy himself actually has or had a boat there, and he uses it to travel to Rock Village uh, to like pick up supplies or whatever. But maybe his boat was taken by lurkers. But um, yeah, that dock, I loved just standing there on, on the dock, looking out at the sea and listening to the music. Um, that kind of like foreboding synth that's mixed in with the boggy swamp theme really just gave me this sense of uh, isolation and foreboding. And it was just such a weird vibe to get from such a, an otherwise upbeat and colorful platformer. But yeah, the boggy swamp theme is definitely very, uh, a very effective and atmospheric one, especially for those piano notes. Yeah, it goes like dun, 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 dun. Yes, yeah, like, yes, so, exactly yeah, that creepy, one. creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah, powerful, powerful tune. Definitely, I can definitely see the the gambler man. He doesn't have a name, doesn't he? He's just the gambler. Uh, yeah. I can definitely see him trading the boat for some money for alcohol or something with the boggy swamp man. <laughs> so maybe he used to have a boat, but he's traded it in for money for alcohol. He's been fueling his bad habit. Anyway. <laughs> and we have enabled him by getting those psychedelic mushrooms for his dinner. Exactly. He said <laughs> it was to scare off the lurker rats, but we know better. Guys, this game's rated E. What the heck? <laughs> I went with the Forbidden Temple theme. Um, it's the one that plays like in the Forbidden Temple itself rather than the jungle. But um, yeah, I just really like it because it's actually very soothing, especially as you're walking through the hallways in the temple. Um, because like you can imagine it's probably hot and humid in the jungle but the second you start going into those little shaded hallways you can almost feel like the coolness in the air um mm. especially walk especially seeing as it's all made of metal and like the blue light generated from the blue eco reactor as well really adds to that sort of sense of coolness and then you just listen to the music and uh the little flute the little flute motif that comes into it and it just makes it feel like 
very relaxing but also very tragic you know as if like it's sad that these hallways will never be inhabited by the precursors again or something that's what i got from it like wow. ever since i first played it um so yeah i really, really like it you always go really poetic and deep with your answers and then it just makes mine look really surface level and shite <laughs> <laughs> uh everyone's everyone's opinions on the music is fucking top notch i will say when it, when uh i do agree i do like thinking about that for the forbidden temple but what you reminded me darren is that uh how i i feel like if they ever did uh a remaster of some sort for and and uh specifically for the forbidden temple i'd like to see more uh forest forestization like green grass vines and flowers and whatnot actually in the temple because i feel like i feel like that kind of makes sense because it's 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 an old precursor temple um Hmm. surrounded by this you know foresty jungle or whatnot um yeah yeah i'd love to see that as well like there's a bit of um there's a bit of ivy growing up along the outside of it but uh yeah it would be cool to see like stuff actually growing over it uh kind of like the top of lost precursor city there's little trees growing out from the top and the oracle in rock village has like grass growing out of its head so it's not completely unheard of it would have been cool to see yeah like trees growing out of the side of the temple or something absolutely Mm definitely okay so now are we ready to move on to daxtings which is our new name for fandom happenings Ooh, yes hell yeah daxtings i like that i think i fudged it up i think it's daxdums we we decided on <laughs> i thought yeah i thought i saw that name somewhere okay so this is daxtoms i don't even know how we're gonna say it but anyway this is what's been happening in the fandom we got Dragon Dexter, Precursor Legacy, Savannah, fan-made theme. Who is this made by? Indeed. I don't know what his name is, but his YouTube name is Pex. Hmm. Oh, I think I subscribed to him, actually. Oh, I can't... same, actually. Yeah, someone someone brought him up at some point, and I subscribed to him, because I like, I like seeing things like this. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think it would have been Darren. Like, he, he would pop up in the group chat quite a bit. And it's, it was probably me it was probably me yeah because like pex's music is easily like my favorite jack and daxter fan content that's coming out at the moment because like wow. his music is just so faithful to how to how the music from the original game sounded some of them straight up sound like they could be official soundtracks he's done them so faithfully i definitely mm. agree to that with this one specifically this the savannah mm. for sure this is by pex p-e-x for anyone who wants to search him up. I was just checking the comments on this video, actually, and Luminar Light comp- commented on it, if you guys know who that is. Uh, I've heard of them. Yeah, he... Uh, oh, they did... They put out that video of the deleted cutscene, didn't they? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of deep dives mm. into uh, the, like, files of the Jack and Dexter games. If you follow him on Twitter, he does a lot of... He, he shows a lot of things that he's tinkering with. But he commented on this video saying, the human noises sound like they are not from Jack. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's just what he said. <laughs> That's an interesting tidbit. Um... But yeah, I mean, Pex has made quite a few songs and this is just his latest one. And I've got to say, it's it's one of my favourites. It's not my favourite. I've put his my favourite one of his in the recommendations later, but it's definitely the top two. Yeah. Nice. It reminds me of um, 
it reminds me of the boggy swamp theme tune actually it's got the same sort of the background chirping and general music not the not the effects over the top like this one has got some really bizarre sound effects over the top he's tried to make them sound like an animal i think but it's it's the yellow eco isn't it the sound of the yellow eco and it's kind of sounding like barking the way he's done it i think so there's um i just know there's some weird sample he uses in it that sounds like uh like a bird like some sort of vulture or something and i was thinking that was because of the savannah that you know he was trying to do like you know scavenger birds of prey flying above uh, mm. kind of like the scene in the lion king where simba's like out in the desert and the vultures are circling overhead that sort of vibe yeah um i just thought that was very effective uh, i was imagining like i was actually chatting to him briefly on discord and we were saying like if there was uh, tribal people living in the savannah that like raced flood floods like maybe they raised them and used them to travel around to like quickly across the desert uh, that they could have like a little fluff full of races and that could be one of the power cells in the savannah level or something oh that's so cool you were talking to him in the discord is that the um the jack and daxa discord you set up uh yeah it's my lore discord he he popped in there and he shares his music there and we chat about like our theories about the uh like what could be included in the cut content levels that's so cool have you is there like a link to discord to that lore discord uh Yes, it's up on my channel. It'll just be on the little icons up in the top right. So if you click on that, it'll be an invite that you can just accept and you'll be part of the Lord Discord then. Ooh, awesome. Um, it's, going, it's going pretty good now. We have um, just coming up to 60 people in it now, I think. And there's a couple of like regularly active people in it. So it's going pretty good. I'll be sure to jump in there. That's cool. I love it when the community just grows. It's lovely. Yeah, it's lovely. But Pex's music is just so awesome. Like... I'm hoping that, you know that native Jack and Daxter PC port that um, someone was working on a while ago? Yeah. If that ever comes to fruition and it's like easily moddable, I'll be the first person to champion Pex's soundtracks to be used in, like if anybody decides to try and create cut content level or their vision of it, I'll be the first person to champion Pex's soundtracks to be used in them because they're just too good not to. Hell yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, if I can say kind of going back uh to what darren was saying about the flut flut race in the savannah i uh mm -hmm. i really think it'd be cool if uh and some i don't know in some way or another or what could have been cool i guess is what i could say um is if they had like environmental flut fluts so like you have the savannah one a jungle one and then like snowy mountain you know and he's like they'll have different feathers they'll have different colored feathers i didn't want to go too deep on that but I, that's kind of what it reminded me of also listening to this savannah theme i think it's really cool oh man imagine if the imagine if the desert flood floods were actually just like leaper lizards or flood floods that were on the way to evolving Ooh. to on the way to evolve to become leaper, leaper lizards that'd be cool that would be cool uh and kind of a, a sun theme desert precursor temple with a boss similar to the plant boss but maybe is like a large bone kind of boss with like precursor armor on him that's kind of those are all the things that i was kind of thinking when i uh listened to this song it's really good and i love all the uh, little instruments that uh feel like they're directly from the jack and dexter world that's cool you two seem to have actually like thought about what would go into the level uh yeah i thought that's kind of what we were doing <laughs> yeah the song kind of sparks images like that you know it's, it's just so good it makes you think about like what you'd be playing as you listen to it same way all the other uh, all the other songs you know you kind of associate them with the levels um mm. that's a sick idea though about the uh 
about the bone boss like yeah you could maybe it could be like some like lurker elephant graveyard type thing and like yeah. it got resurrected with dark eco like maybe god and maya did some weird like necromancy stuff on it that'd be sick um mm. i wonder what the precursor temple would be like maybe they could do like a precursor uh like pyramid or something make it a bit egyptian themed even i thought of that too but uh i don't know is egyptian like egyptian stuff uh, and the savannah are they one and the same i thought they were kind of like separate things yeah, different environments, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, they would be two different biomes, I think, now that you mention it. Um, hmm. I think in the world of Jack and Daxter, you could mush them together, though. And that could yeah. be cool. Yeah, if done right, that could that could be cool. Because, I, I, yeah, I wanted to write down, like, a, a precursor uh, pyramid. <clears throat> that, that, I mean, that still, I think, is a really would be a really cool idea uh, to have Jack explore a pyramid. Mm-hmm. Well, Pex actually explained the idea behind how he came up, or why he came up with the music for this Savannah song. He said, In the Jack and Daxter Design Bible, there's an early world map which shows various places that did not make it to the final game. One of these being called Savannah. So he asked himself, if these places had been implemented in the final game, what would their themes be? So he's given it a try and came up with this for the Savannah, using mostly original game sounds. Well, applause all around. Yeah. You You nailed it. Like... They, they, they mm. yeah, I agree. He did a really good job. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cool because you can tell he's just doing it for his own enjoyment and he's super talented. I would, I mean, I don't know if he mentioned it to you, Darren, in the Discord, but I'd love to know about how he, like, goes into making it because I don't think he uses GarageBand, but there's definitely, there must be some sort of software. I'd love to know what he does. I may ask him actually, yeah, because we only really got to talking about um, like our theories about the cut content levels and uh, you know like how his music fits in with his idea of what the level was like. But um, yeah, I've I've yet to ask him about his actual creative process, so I may get around that to that next time. Maybe he can even come on to this sometime. Yeah, that would be awesome. Could you have a word with him? See if he would be up for it. I certainly could. Yeah. Yay! Thank you. Nice one. But yeah, I mean, I'd say this track is like the most off-source one, material-related, because it does feel more original than the other ones. Like, a lot of the other ones just, they're more recreations. Like, you could play them side by side by the actual versions, and you wouldn't really know the difference, whereas this one feels like his own. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I like that. Mm. Also, my my last point, and then I'll shut up. (laughs) The artwork for the video, did you notice, like, it's, um... I, at first, I thought it was like in the Lost Precursor City where the lurkers are sort of like on each other's backs. But then when I read the description, I could see, no, it's Jack on a flat flat. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Little little Jack on a mm. flat flat in the Savannah kind of gives you a little, kind of gives you a visual idea of also where he was going at with the Savannah theme. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, the artwork for his videos, I think he gets, um, like, images online or, like, artwork from other people, and then he, like, puts silhouettes of, like, Jack in it just to give, like, a sort of visual indicator of, of what, a rough visual indicator of what he's imagining when he's uh, making the soundtrack for the level. Um, yeah, and I think the fluff flood silhouette is spot on for the Savannah because, like, you know, Savannahs are wide open and flat, so if you are to go around it on foot, it might end up being quite tedious. And there's already enough zoomer levels in it, so they were probably thinking um, an extra fluff plot level would be pretty cool. Mm, definitely. Uh, so which just leads on 
Pex was saying about why he chose a flat flat, so it sort of goes perfectly with what Darren was saying. Oh, so this is Pex's thought about the flat flat. Um, how to justify this? Well, as the savanna is typically very wide and without clear paths, it could be an ideal place for a flat flat only level. And given that we unfortunately didn't get any flat flat only levels in the final game, it could have had a theme like this one. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was nice he sort of gives like background information of like why he even puts the silhouette of the flat flat in there. Oof, this just gives me I like I really wish I was into uh there's a game I think called Dreams. I think it's on PlayStation and possibly PC. And it's a game where you create it's a level creator, level editor. And I I wish I was mm. into it to uh actually create a level in this uh this idea that he's come up with by recreating this theme. Mm. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, there's been a few people so far that have actually uh, created like their own imaginary Jack and Daxter levels or tried to recreate some of the original game in Dreams. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen a few. Some of them are actually, they're quite serviceable. Like, you know, they, they look pretty cool and there's some really cool ideas in there. Now, you know, inevitably it's a bit clunky uh, because of the way Dreams works. It takes like a lot of effort to make something like really, really like polished. Uh, but some of the ideas they have are fantastic. Mm. <laughs> okay, so next in Daxdoms, we've got that someone has made a Jack Precursor Legacy plushie doll. <laughs> I've got no idea how to pronounce this person's names. Do either of you know how to pronounce this person's name? Ooh, ooh let me take a try. Ki- <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> ki- Gulolo. Very nice. I like you did the accent on the Gulolo. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it is it is a doll. It looks like it's made out of felt. It's very nicely done. I mean, it's the sort of thing that I look at and I think, oh, I could do that. But you get around to it and it's actually a lot harder than it looks. She has done a very nice job. Yeah, very much. It is very cute. Yeah, very much. Very, very good. Very cute. Uh, it'd be really cool to see maybe a, a little Dexter on his shoulder or a separate Dexter to, to the same scale. That'd be really cool, too. Mm. That'd be yeah. Awesome, yeah. I love the, uh, the, she even has the little like metal ring that like holds Jack's uh, chest straps things together, like just right on his, on his chest, like. Yeah. Uh, That's a very nice detail. The little like green gradients in his hair, just over his goggles as well. There's all these little attention, these little details that she hasn't missed. It's awesome to see. It's such a cute piece of art. That is a good point. Like even that red light bulb, you can see she's put that sort of hot cross bun pattern in the middle. Yeah. There is a lot of attention. I agree. Okay, so that wraps up Daxdoms. Now we're moving on to another new segment called Jacked Recommendations. So this is where each host has picked something Jack and Daxter related that they want to recommend. Oh boy. Okay, so I've picked another song by Pex, but this one is instead from the Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy soundtrack that he's made called Cave under falls which is another level that didn't make it to the games uh, i picked it because it's something that's so enjoyable to listen to the first time and take in but then you can just sort of have it on in the background for some nice atmospheric music and again it's more original i feel and he does such a good job making original music for the levels that didn't make it in and it's not often you hear a xylophone put to good use and that was my recommendation it is a fantastic track. I was listening to it a while ago, and um, yeah, like the xylophone is such a 
an effective instrument because it's just like really nice and relaxing sounding it kind of suits like you can almost imagine underground uh streams and waterfalls and stuff you know this real like soothing cavernous vibe to it so the xylophone just really suits it for some reason it's kind of hard to explain but it just really works definitely and it's like it's not even just a metal he uses sort of metal and wooden xylophones which Hmm. it mixes together really pleasingly like i could listen to it over and over it's a shame i would like it if he did a longer version that i could fall asleep to because it's very jarring to have to keep waking up pressing replay (laughs) i think you could set a loop i want to say there's a loop button on youtube if you're uh if you're on a computer, that is. I don't, I don't know if there's a loop for on the f- mobile. That is true. That is true. I'm I'm being more picky, really, because I want more than three minutes. But yeah, you are right. <laughs> we can we can request a 10-hour version. Though, that, though it, might be, it might be annoying having to reset it every 10 hours, so maybe a 20-hour version <laughs> would, would be better. <laughs> that is it. That is exactly it. I think I listened to this song a while ago. I just gave it a few seconds... Uh, a listen while you guys were talking and uh, it kind of reminds me of snowy mountain if done just in a slightly different way but still really enjoyable and very much captures the jack and dexter vibe mm. yeah i mean pex again he i like that he always puts a little bit of background detail as to how he came up with it he said in the jack and dexter design bible there's an early world map which shows various places which didn't make it to the final game. And one of those is Cave Under the Falls. So he asked himself, if these places had been implemented in the final game, what would their themes be? So he gave it a go and came up with the with the soundtrack that he's done. Well, the, that track. <laughs> My words today. <laughs> we thank you, Pex. We do. Doing a great job. Um, who's next? So uh, I would recommend that everyone checks out the Jack and Daxter archive. So it's a, a website put together by a dude on on YouTube. He was originally known as PowerCell Freak, but now he's down as PowerCell Zeke. Um, <laughs> so he has pretty much single-handedly, to my knowledge, put, put this website together himself. And it's basically like all Jack and Daxter related media is kind of collected there. So all the soundtracks, uh, all the demos, all the game covers and full high quality scans of the design bibles for all the games and it's from these design bibles that uh you can see like the cut content levels like the levels they were planning on putting in which is uh they're the places that pex has made soundtracks for like savannah and cave under the falls so it's a really really cool insight into like the original vision they had for the games but also a bit of the lore there's like little small things that don't get addressed in the games uh, like the fact that uh, Gaul, the villain, he has like these little uh, ball and chains hanging from his outfit, mm. and they're revealed to be cannonballs that actually like weigh him down to stop him floating away. Um, so there's just little lore details like that that aren't addressed in the game. So, um, so for any self-respecting Jack and Daxter fan, it's a <laughs> great little repository of lore and insight into the making of the game. Highly recommend it. That's incredible, all the research that must go into that. I mean, where did he say he gets the information from? Like, how does he know the balls are cannons? Um, it's down in the design Bible. It's from, like, the actual... Um, oh. It's from Naughty Dog themselves, like, when they created the design Bible leading up to, like, working on the Jack and Daxter games all those years ago. Some of the characters didn't even have names in it at the time. That's how early 
the design bike was out some of the characters weren't even named um i think jack wasn't even called jack i think he's just down as like hero and daxter's down as sidekick um, wow. yeah absolutely fascinating fascinating pdfs and they're all free they're all like free pdf downloads so you can just like fire them up on your laptop that's awesome because i mean i did have a look on ebay the other day for a for a guidebook that you guys talk about and there was just you know you can't get one so that is an awesome resource it is for sure because the the design bibles came with the uh, you know the limited run versions of the PS2 games. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It came with them, but as as you know, they're like crazy expensive now. So um, in mm-hmm. terms of accessibility, it's awkward. But he has made them accessible to anyone with a phone or computer, which is awesome. Mm. Agreed. I'm checking out his website right now. I really like how it's set up. Honestly, it's a fairly 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 pretty good made website i hate how i said that but what i'm trying to say is it's a good it's a good website and i uh yeah you can you got tabs for jack jack and dexter jack 2 3x daxter um for strategy guides status press kits lost levels demos uh updates downloads limited run games it's like all here it's so cool yeah there's a lot of love gone into it that's awesome um yeah, so it's Powercell Zeke who made that. He's down on YouTube as Powercell Zeke, so people check out his channel too. Mm. I'll leave the links to the recommendations in the show notes as well in case anyone is extra lazy and just needs the link. We shall give it to them. Here, I, so I came up with a cool little idea. Uh, so in, in on the agenda, I'm sure you can see how I just wrote Snake Cat. Yeah. Very out of context. <laughs> Color me intrigued. <laughs> so, as we all know, uh, through through this Jack and Dexter universe, the, uh, lots of animals are kind of mashed together. You know, you have Pecker, who's a Ooh. bird and a parrot, or not a bird, but a, a or a parrot and a monkey. Um, and Dexter's the otter and weasel, um, and so on and so forth. So, so I thought it'd be cool um, for us, and if any viewers are interested, to submit. Uh, their own idea of an animal, like two different animals kind of mashed together that also fits or could fit uh, either it fits in the Jack and Dexter world or it's just something that you think would be a funny idea of two animals mashed together. What do you guys think? I would love that. That does sound a good bit of fun. Yes, yes, that'd be so much fun. Yeah, so I wrote Snake Cat because I think it'd be cool if there was some sort of like like a think of like a snake-like body but it has arms and a head of a cat (laughs) and i honestly think that might be a to kind of tie it back it'd be a cool enemy to see in the savannah theme that pex uh created it sounds terrifying it sounds like something of a nightmare so it would just be the cat's legs and a snake snake's body very thin yeah it's it's a natural fusion really they both hiss as well you know yeah yeah could you imagine the hiss that it could make like if they combined a cat and a snake's hiss and made it i don't know just seem very very evil in a way i think it'd be kind of cool how would it how would it work though has it still got the length of a snake but only four legs yeah just like a really tiny if it eats something really big and it gets all you know like the, the way snakes can expand does its little arms and legs just kind of stick out helplessly and has to wait <laughs> to digest it before it can walk again 
Hmm. Maybe I'm thinking more of like a cat and a reptile. I think that might fit it a little oh. better. <laughs> you need to draw this, Gab. You need to draw oh, this. I don't know if I don't I can't draw. But I'll maybe I'll give it a go. Doesn't have to be good, just a doodle. Just so we can get some visual as to what on earth you mean. Well do you got <laughs> And like what what would it be called? Because you know the way like the Otzel and Weasel it's you know, there's Otzels and Crocodogs. Like they're all <laughs> that's a good one that or snat snat yeah. the wild snats in the savannah gotta go kill 20 of them for a precursor or a power cell I think that would really suit what you are describing a snat a snat yeah a snat so if you guys uh, if you want to next episode or right now or Whenever you guys decide uh, to come up with something like that. I think that'd be cool. I would like some time to think about that one. Yeah, absolutely. But we can definitely do that next week. Hell yeah, I'm hyped. Well, next week. Next two weeks. Hell yeah, that sounds good. I will be I will be there in my snatskin shoes. <laughs> awesome. Yes, and any fans who are listening, submit them as well at the email. What is, what is the email? Jackedpodcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Whoop. We'll post them on our Instagram as well. That'd be cool. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's another point. Would the legs be furry or would they be I think they'd be, snaky? yeah, more snaky, more reptilian-like. But its physical features are that of a cat. Okay. Okay. I'm getting a picture here. So yeah, I'll draw, I'll draw something up in paint. Yeah! see what I can do. <laughs> yes, please. I'm really I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what this thing is looking like in your mind. I'll yeah, I'll send it to our chat. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so next we have got a game that we haven't played in quite a few episodes. This is Make the Connection. Do you guys remember how to play Make the Connection? No, I've never heard of it. Uh, one one of us has to one of us has to say something, and then the person who's it has to like draw a connection between that thing and Jack and Daxter. That is it. That is it exactly. Oh, okay, okay. Cube, cube. So, okay, I'll go first. Darren, I'm nominating you. Uh -oh. The word is toilet. Toilet. Uh. The, the toilets in the prison cells in Daxter on PSP. <laughs> Anything about them in particular? Uh, they're toilets. <laughs> and they are in Daxter. <laughs> they exist in the game. <laughs> <laughs> that fits the criteria. Well done. Yeah. Who would you like to nominate? I will nominate Gab. Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> and I will say hmm, spray paint. Because there's a spray paint can in front of me. Spray paint? Yeah. Does this have to be directly to the first game? No, any game. Oh no, just any any of the games at all. Then I would say, I would like to think that somewhere in the Jack 2 era, there's lots of rebellion going on. I don't, I don't remember there being too much spray paint art or like kind of rebels, whatever you want to say. But I, if... I could definitely see that there could have been like lots of graffiti being put like around like on the Baron posters or things like that. Uh, that's where my mind goes when it comes to spray paint. 
That is such an interesting idea. Like, do you reckon they were just so scared by Praxis that no one did any graffiti? Because there is, there's like no graffiti other than the odd poster for the underground. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, that could be why you don't see it. You know, lots of people are scared. I mean, it's, I mean, Baron Praxis is probably a hair away from being a dictator, so I can see why people would be scared to not graffiti anywhere. However, I like to think that, uh, you know, they're, like, people in the, in Haven City are probably well aware of people from the underground, so I like to think that there's other, like, mini underground, like, just, like, rebellious teens that are going around spray painting on the Baron, and then you got Crimson Guards being like, get him! And chasing the kids. Oh, that would be so cool. Like an underground art club. <laughs> yes, yeah, something like that. No, there definitely is. Like, that is that is canon to me. Like, whether they show it in the games or not, it's definitely canon to me. <laughs> it has to be a thing. I've never considered that before. That was a good connection. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, it's your turn, Cherry. Woo. Are you ready? I'm, I'm going to get you. Let's see. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> cereal. Cereal. Okay. Um, in the Precursor Legacy game, in the um, Rock Village, if you go down to where you start to go to the, the pathway to the Lost Precursor City, before then, it's like a deserted area where where like the villagers were obviously having dinner or something and it's like the tableware is sort of upturned and they've obviously left in a hurry i'm going to guess that it was breakfast time and they were eating cereal so voila whoa Spot on. whoa all righty <laughs> <laughs> am i the only one who wants a jack and dexter cereal i think that'd be kind of cool just like uh, lucky charms where the marshmallows can be like a or power cell or something like that someone so i Someone needs to make a fan cereal of that. That'd be really cool. Oh, yes. I've never had Lucky Charms, but they are selling it now. And yes, that would be so cool. <gasps> would it be like, and you could get a free toy in there like they used to do for Rice Krispies and stuff? <sighs> Dude, I can't remember the last time they put a toy in cereal. Like, it's true. I miss that so much. I miss that. Yeah. I was just going to say a cool promo idea uh, for the first game. Uh, around the time that it came out is if they came out with a Jack and Dexter cereal and a t the toy inside was a uh, PlayStation 2 memory card. Oh! Wow. Is that, a, is that a toy? That is a cool idea, but is it a toy? Um, I mean, I don't... I wouldn't consider it a toy. I mean, it's a memory card. But I still think it'd be a cool idea. Like, if the cereal was, like, Jack and Dexter cereal, like I was describing, like, marshmallows or Jack and Dexter themed and... And, like, the whole box mm. had a Jack and Dexter theme to it. It'd be cool if on the inside, um, instead of a toy, which you typically would expect, you get a, a PlayStation 2 memory card. Mm, that would be a good value box of cereal. Kid me would have loved that because I did not own a memory card for quite a while after getting my PS2. So, like, I would oh, just no. play the... F I would play, like, the first section of Jack and Dexter every day and, like, lose my oh. progress the next day. But I loved it so much, I kept playing it. Wow. See, look, when you said toy, I, um, I immediately thought of like a little toy buggy. That would be for the Jack X game. But now I'm thinking I would love it if like they announced the Jack 4 game by putting like a little orb in a box of cereal. That would be cool. Ooh. 
Yeah, they'll do it eventually. I'm sure they're listening. Naughty Dog's listening right now, taking notes. They're like, okay, cereal. <laughs> We're making a Jack and Dexter cereal and then announcing Jack 4 in it. This is gold. This is a gold mine. Exactly. Well, I mean, we are the only Jack and Dexter podcast, so I, I don't see why they wouldn't be listening. <laughs> okay. Lastly, now we have the Jacked Joke. This is Ian, who was nominated by Jesse. I shall put his joke into the group chat. Bear with me. Stand by. Here is my Jack and Dexter joke. Now, after everything they've done, all the posts that have been made, all the material that's been created by fans, and the fact that it's been so long since a Jack and Dexter game has come out, It'll, the fact that they haven't made anything yet seems very jacked up. <laughs> I I kind of felt like it was going there. Uh, I kind of I kind of also like it seems. There's also the chick, our girl, a uh, seam from Jack Three. <laughs> Beautiful. I like that. <laughs> It's on brand. I can give that to him. It is definitely on brand. It, it is very on brand. It's <laughs> easily the most on brand joke we've had so far. Definitely. Agreed. <laughs> who was that? Ian? Good on you, Ian. That was pretty good. That was Ian. He didn't mention who he was going to nominate, so I'll have to get that off him. I completely forgot. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. <laughs> I think he would nominate you, Cherry. I don't think he would, see? I think he knows. I think he knows... It wouldn't be a good call. But... <laughs> <laughs> have you have you told a Jack joke, Cherry? I've told one. <laughs> mm, sounds like you need to tell another one. Yeah, it's about that time. Okay, I will take that as my nomination to do the next Jack's joke. I shall deliver. Hell yeah. And it may or may not be on brand. <laughs> okay, so that wraps up episode 21 of Jacked, the Jack and Daxter podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to submit uh, your weird animal creation for the next one for us to read. <laughs> I'm hyped for it. Uh, what's the email one more time? Jackedpodcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Catch you in the next one. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you then, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Congratulations, you made it to the end. Don't let the door hit you on the way out.